Well, hello. My name is Natalie Francis Clark, host of Pause Reset Brunch podcast, and we are here for another podcast. Uh, my guest today is Latricia Sweet Peak. Hey, y'all. <laughs> and uh, let me just introduce you um, a brief bio for Latricia. She is a creative at heart, lover of the arts, psalmist, published recording artist, and nature enthusiast. She is a native North Carolinian and a graduate of UNC Charlotte, where she doubled majored in African-American and African studies and religious studies. Her earliest memories involved singing in church on Sundays and spending time with her family, who happened to be avid fishers, which would later serve as a catalyst for future endeavors. In 2018, along with her business partner, Latricia released an album entitled Two for the Price of One, where she wrote songs that addressed issues of racial reconciliation and identity. This year, she will marry her love of all things holy and nature to launch G-O-D Adventures, Great Outdoor Adventures. This endeavor will focus on the intentionality of being attentive while allowing nature to be a healing agent. When Latricia isn't singing, writing, or hiking, she can be found spending time with her family. So let's welcome Latricia Sweet Peak. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so, so Latricia, before I begin, um, I always like to know what my guests are either snacking on or drinking. I can tell you right now, I'm boring today. So I am sipping on turmeric lemon green tea okay generic i am sipping on a cold glass of water in a welcher's grape juice bottle oh <laughs> okay girl <laughs> i feel like if i use the glass bottle it's a psychological thing it does something for me it helps me to drink the bottle i don't like the plastic you know, know what? Whatever works. What, you know, whatever right. works. Whatever we got to tell ourselves. Whatever we got to tell ourselves to get that water down, because sometimes it is hard. So, um, and I'm going to call you sweet. Um, Absolutely. Okay. So sweet, and I'm and I may inter interchange with Tricia. Sweet. I may even call you by your last name, Pete. So, <laughs> so. So I'm curious, when did you realize you loved nature? Was it while fishing? No, I've always loved nature. Like, you know, really and honestly, Nat, uh, I'm going to call you Nat because I always call you Nat. <laughs> honestly, I have always loved nature. Like, I'm a country girl at heart. So I grew up right here in North Carolina um, in a little town, 45 minutes outside of Charlotte. Um, like I said in the bio, you know, some of my earliest mem memories are church. And then after Sunday dinner, um, my great aunt uncle had a boat and we would go, especially in the spring and summer, we would go to the lake. The lake was about 10 minutes from our house. Pretty big man-made lake, like maybe a mile or two across. And we would go boat riding. My family loves to fish. They go up and down the coast, Florida. So I've always um, loved nature. I um, grew up being surrounded by 
the woods. Um, we had woods in our to the side of our house and in our backyard and across the street. So I've always had an affinity for um, nature. Hmm. And are you passing on this love to your nieces and nephews? So I try, but I have <laughs> not had a chance to really take them on a good hike. But it is a part of my plan that this spring, when the weather shifts, I would like to take them hiking on, you know, on a moderate trail. Um, but my mom and my stepdad have a camper. So they've been um, camping multiple times with their grandmother. Oh, family affair. I hear that. Yeah. So what made you decide to join nature and your love of all things holy to create God Adventures, Great Outdoors? First of all, I love the name. <laughs> Thank you. It, it came from God, <laughs> literally. Okay. So I literally one day was riding in the car and I've been, um, I've been hiking and, like I said, loving the outdoors and going to different trails and different state parks for a while. Mm -hmm. And I'd taken this class about spiritual formation. And one of the things that they talked about in the class was just attentiveness. And I just thought about how when I'm out in nature, when I'm hiking, um, I take my phone with me, but I don't. I'm not scrolling. I'm not looking at my phone. It's normally in my backpack. Um, I normally pull it out to take pictures, um, but it's just a moment for me to be connected with creation. And so uh, God Adventures was birthed as far as the name. I was just riding in the car and wanted to be, wanted to create something where other people who also have a love for nature and a desire to, um, be counterculture and disconnect, um, can go and come together and hike and, and swim and enjoy all the things that outdoors has to offer. Mm -hmm. And so I said, I need to find a name for this. I need to coin it. Mm -hmm. And literally in the car, it was like God adventures. And because I'm a spiritual person and I'm, I'm a believer, so it's very much the fabric of who I am. I didn't want to scare anybody off by having it be God Adventures. And then I just thought of the acronym, the acronym Great Outdoors. Mm -hmm. And I mean, isn't the outdoors great? You know, during COVID in the very beginning, um, I remember how no one could go anywhere because nothing was open. And I used to see so many people out walking and jog jogging and pushing their babies and riding their bikes. I mean, like, it would be like, everybody was like, let's go outside. And I just recall, you know, prior to I didn't see that as much. Mm -hmm. So I think um, life is kind of forcing us to um, be within nature. And there's just a disconnection that happens when you're, when you're walking through the woods, when you see a beautiful waterfall, when you're, when you're observing the plants and the insects and all these things, the deer that sometimes you may encounter, it just reminds me of, the vastness of creation. This is what, this is just a little bit. We're not taught, we haven't talked about oceans and rivers and streams and other continents and other countries. We're just talking about all the stuff right here in North America. There's so much to be seen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's true. So as far as services, 
will you do a, will this be like one-on-one will this be a group will this be you know co-ed how, how yeah do you plan on doing the services so what I envision and I, I honestly feel like it's still coming together mm-hmm. but what I envision is hosting moments where people who desire to hike or go swim or go to a lake or go somewhere and just to connect and disconnect. Um, What I've been doing is I just go on my Facebook page. I'm going to probably create a page for God Adventures, but I just go on my personal page Mm -hmm. and I have dates set aside each month and I've chosen different places throughout the state. And I say, Hey, I'm going on this trail um, if you want to go inbox me and um, when they inbox me or message in the comments, I give them the trail location where we're going to be going. Um, we decide to put a meeting time and then we meet up and we hike the trail. Okay. And this is co-ed man, woman. And I do, you know, children, I do try to let um, everyone know the trail levels. Um wow as well as um, I didn't do it this time, but I do try to let them know too, because some trails you can bring your animals with you, um, your, or your dogs or whatever. And then some are not the, the best for that. Okay. 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 Well, maybe you'll convince me one day too. I hope <laughs> I'll, I'll take it easy. We'll do a I'm light a, trail. Listen, I am one of those when I think I think I watch too much TV because you see all the crazy things that happen. You see a wolf coming out. <laughs> so, so hopefully when I eventually do an event with, you know, God Adventures, I would overcome all that craziness from Hollywood, right? I have yet to see any wolves. I have seen deer. Um, out on trails I think you may run into more wolves and bears um, when you go further north or west in our sense um, west in North Carolina because the western part of the state is where the mountains are but I think you'll see those type of exotic creatures there I'm thankful that I have not seen those I'm gonna be honest I I am terribly afraid of snakes so I really don't like snakes. And, you know, when you're in the woods, you're in their habitat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, my advice is let them pass. <laughs> this is, this does not have to be a fight. You can, <laughs> you can go right on ahead. I will let you walk by or crawl by. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, well, I, well, anyone listening right now in case they want to write something down how would they how would they get in contact with you so yeah see your your monthly list of you know your adventures absolutely so you can just send me a direct message through good old facebook um at l-a-t-r-e-s-i-a last name is P-E-A-K and I'll know who you are. Um, if you just say God Adventures in the title, I'll know exactly what it is that you're um, contacting me about and I can give you the details. As of right now, I have um, all of my hikes and trails planned up until July. What? You ain't no joke. Well, I, because I'm only doing it like once a month, I kind of wanted okay. to start easy. Okay. Now, some of the some of the hikers and um, people that I follow, like on Instagram or whatever, they're like out we oh, every weekend. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not at that place 
um, just time wise yet. Mm -hmm. So um, right now it's once a month. Um, it's been falling around like that third Saturday. And most of the time in the morning, so people can kind of have um, the rest of their day to do whatever. Plus, when it gets hot, um, you know, in the summertime and you're carrying backpacks and, you know, depending on the level of the trail, heat is no joke. So, you know, it's easier to do those types of hikes um, in the morning time when it's a little bit cooler. Makes sense. Makes sense. So let me um, ask you this. What did you feel, right? Because uh, we're going to get into the live recording, your, your recording album. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I wanted to ask you, and I never did, but perfect time. What did you feel when you started live recording and you saw the support in the audience? And, and let me just give a little background. Um, when you recorded your album, it was, it was done live. So it was... a a slew of people in the audience with you but what did that feel like when you saw um, how many supporters you and your and your business partner had I felt like um, there are more for you than against you and that's the scripture at the bible and it's not that I felt like people were against me I, I want to clarify that but just seeing um, the support of the people that did come out and show their love for us, it just let me know that there are people that are rooting for you mm-hmm. and there are people that believe in your dream as much as you believe in your dream. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt like, um, it felt like seeds that had been sown over the years were coming to pass mm-hmm. because I, you know, proud of myself. And I say this not from a place of arrogance, I'm a supportive freedom. If you're doing something and I can make it or contribute, you know, I'm going to try to, you know, add my two cents in to be supportive. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like seeing all those people in the audience that the support that I've rendered throughout the years was just basically coming back to me. Mm. And, and my favorite song, just to let you know, is The Plan. <laughs> oh, thank I you. love that song. Let me tell you, it, it, it centers me, especially when I'm being hard on myself, because, you know, we have a tendency of being hard yes, on ourselves. Yes, we do. Or when I feel out of balance, um, you know, I tend to, to go to that song and just sit quiet for a moment. It, it does that. Um, it does that for me. So how was that when you wrote that song? So the interesting story, that was, that song was written by myself, Holly. I can't remember the other young lady's name. There were two other people on that album. If you, mm-hmm. um, if you Google it or whatever, the other writers will show up. Mm-hmm. And we literally were in the house. And um, I guess you could say we were having a session. And Jeremiah 29 and 11 is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. And it, it just talks about, for I know the plans that I have for you, you know, and to you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and like, I'm paraphrasing, plans to prosper you and keep you in perfect health and, you know, give you an expected end. And um, so the song was based around the plans that he has for us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was, we were just taking elements of the scripture and, and somebody would give us a lot and somebody would add a verse and, you know, and then there was a chorus. And before we know it, a couple of hours later, 
we had like a hook and you know verses and it was like oh we have we have a song um i think holly did the um i said go verse okay i can't re- i i think she started that verse out i can't remember now because now it seems like ages ago and it's been so long from that initial planning process but it was one of those songs that when we finished it and I I feel like I can collectively say this for everyone that it was like this is good I I like this song Mm -hmm. because it's scripture and I like being able to utilize scripture to communicate a message Um, I think it's good when when songwriters have the ability to write songs that really speak to your heart Mm -hmm. and speak to your current situations and talk about love and stress and all that life has to offer. But I think when you're able to actually use um, scripture reference, um, because the chorus has a scripture for, I know the thoughts I have towards you. It reminds me, these are the words that are being spoken over me by by God. Mm -hmm. He's telling me not sweet throat, but sweet is just reiterating what God has already said, that he, he knows the thoughts that he had. When you were in your mother's womb, there was already a plan. Don't worry about it. I got this. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and, and I'm telling people right now, I think the album that you and Holly did, it, 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 to me, it, it, it is so good. I put it up there with along with the you know the, the professionals that people know that are popular so i not because oh man I, but it, it's so, so honored true. well you know it's no secret that i love your voice i number one i think it's so clean i think it's controlled um is this from professional training or like a combination <laughs> of things she love laughs it. she laughs people she's laughing no i I was like, I thought you were talking about the album. Oh, that's funny. Um, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. I, I thank God for the gift of song. I definitely want to, you know, honor him first. Um, I was able and very fortunate and blessed enough for about a year or two. I was able to take voice lessons with the late and great Tanisha Crispell and, um, I miss her dearly, but she was so influential in just um, helping me to believe in myself again and believe in my gifting. And then I had um, my mom's sister, who we affectionately call um, Peaches. <laughs> That's her nickname. I, I'm from a family of nicknames. Y'all hear Nat calling me sweet. <laughs> and and so she used to make me stand in front of the mirror when I was a kid. I should have been traumatized, you know, now that I'm thinking about this, because it was like singing boot camp. And she would make me sing songs. And if I got the, the, the keys wrong or the notes wrong, she would make me sing them over and over. It was really Ooh. traumatic. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't think she was as bad as Miss Dr. Maddie Moss Clark. But man, it felt like that as a kid. And then there was a, another um, uh, giant. Her name was Minister, or her name is Minister Georgia Guest. She was our church musician growing up as a child. And um, she, I lived down the street from her, and I was little. And um, my grandmother would send me up the street to her house, and she would teach me songs to sing in church. Mm. And so I would say those three people... Um, definitely play a big part in 
um, those early developmental years. And then like, you know, later in life, I met Tanisha as an adult and she was very influential in just helping to help me with confidence. Because um, I think most of singing is, she used to tell me singing is thinking. And um, singers understand that it's like someone who plays an instrument, you're playing, but you're always thinking about what's next, what you're going to do next. And so, yeah. Mm. That's interesting. I've never heard that before, but interesting. Singing yeah. is, is singing, it's, it's, you said singing is thinking. It's thinking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I grew up with the term Renaissance woman. Have you ever heard of that term? I have heard of Renaissance woman. Okay. You know, a woman of any talents or areas of knowledge. And I consider you a Renaissance woman because let me explain. Your bio mentions your love of nature and your singing, but truth be told, you left out stylist <laughs> and makeup artist. Oh, you're so she's, kind. She's really good, people. She is really good. And, and um, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to use these services. You know, hint, I'm putting stuff out there, right? <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that I actually, um, you know, enjoy working with you because you understand your, your client. You know, like... Thank you. Yes. So... Um, so my question to you, do you plan to continue these services? Well, at least for me. Absolutely. Anything <laughs> for you, Nat. Anything for you. Well, what about on a, on a different scale? How about for, do you plan on incorporating that or are you just for right now, you're going to focus on uh, God Adventures and, and the singing? It's uh, it, That's an interesting question. I'm glad you asked it. Mm -hmm. And I think a real... Um, honest and transparent question is I don't know okay. I will say this Matt um, I and and this is just be this is just me being transparent something that I've I've dealt with a lot is knowing when and where to move and I, I had this conversation a lot of times with my best friend I tell her she's always gaslighting me and it's like <laughs> I do feel like there are things that I'm, I'm pretty good at and maybe multiple things that I'm kind of good at. I would definitely say that comes from my mother because she is what they call a, a jack of all trades or they call it jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. You know, like growing up, I've seen her do many different things. She was a, she, she's a CNA. She was a barber. She was a beautician. She was painting wallpaper in the house, painting cabinets. Of course, we were forced to contribute to these whimsical changes in style and like I've seen her do these things and I think I inherited some of those traits that I think where I have to kind of taper is um, just to be still and know what I'm supposed to be doing at that moment actually right now for the past two weekends I've been doing makeup because people have been asking and if I'm available then I'll definitely service um, service a client or service someone so mm -hmm. I would say I don't necessarily know I feel like I'm at a I'm at a good place where my time is open mm -hmm. so if someone would want something or need a service and I have the ability to do it then I would definitely provide it 
Okay. Good answer. But the most important answer, she said, yep, she will be available for me. Yep. Always <laughs> available for that. So, okay. Let me ask you this question. So, you know, we both, we both experienced the corporate world, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're making me laugh already. We both know what I think the corporate world, um, you can learn a lot about yourself. You can. You can learn a lot about yourself and, um, and also what you're willing to not accept anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to share any, anything, yeah. what you're not willing to accept or what, have, what has it taught you? When I entered into the corporate world, it was such a, um, I'm glad I had the experience. Let me start with that. I am glad that I had the experience of working in a corporate um, environment because I think it not only taught me about myself, but then I think it also allowed me to see another aspect of, of society, of the world, of people, groups that I hadn't seen. And it was through the corporate world that I met you. So there were some good things that came from that experience. Mm-hmm. I believe what I learned most, the most valuable lesson I think for me in, in the corporate world is that I'm not a corporate person. And um, I did acquiesce in that um, environment because it was something new and it was fresh and it was, it was a little exciting. I had never, I had never worked in a corporate setting, mm-hmm. but I think after doing it for a couple of years, I definitely became complacent and I'm 100% sure that I overstayed my welcome and I was supposed to leave sooner than I did or uh, before I was told I could no longer be a part, um, if y'all get my drift. And, you know, when I think about that, I'm not a corporate person. I'm very much a creative. I am a people person. And towards the end of my tenure in that corporate environment, I remember feeling very, very stifled. Like it felt like Groundhog Day. I would get up, I would get dressed, I would come to work, I would work, I would leave, I would go home, let the dog out, eat, watch a couple of TV shows, go to bed. Like, and I was, you know, there was a little bit of a distance from my drive. So that factored in, um, because I was like 45 minutes away from the company. And I remember thinking, I'm not able to be creative because I'm tired. (laughs) Mm. You know, like once you get into that rut, creativity takes time and space and energy. You know, by the time I get home and get, you know, take off work clothes and find something to eat, watch a TV show. Most of the time I'm falling asleep watching the show because I'm just exhausted um, from having to, to manage adults because that's what I felt like at, at, at a certain point. I was, I, I used to call myself a glorified paper, paper pusher. I was paid well to do it, but it came in a cause of me not being my authentic self. Mm. And so what I'm willing, what I'm not willing to ever do is put myself in a position where all of my giftings and all of my strengths are not able to be put on display. Not to say that there aren't areas where I can't learn and grow, but I'm my best representative 
when I am authentically myself and who I am, and I'm able to bring that to the table. And so I brought the authentic me to the table, but I wasn't able to be the creative authentic me. Mm. You know, my personality was the same. Um, You've known me for some years now. I think you can attest to that. The person I was in the office was Mm -hmm. the person I am outside the office. So I didn't change my personality, but just the, the, the many facets that make me the unique person that I am, that was not always presented um, because it wasn't in the right space to be presented. So, you know, as I've gotten older and hopefully a little bit more wiser from experiences, um, I'm at a place where I'm not willing to devote any time to anything that does not allow that doesn't allow me to show up as my authentic self. And I've realized that I am best when I'm able to do the things that I'm uniquely gifted to do. Mm. I love that. Like as you're saying it, I'm taking it in. Like, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I went through um, I took a class called Unique. And the whole class was about identifying your purpose and your calling and how that kind of fits into the greater good from like a ministerial standpoint, but not just for ministry, like it can be applied to court, it could be applied to your job, to your family, to whatever. And one of the things that I learned in that class was that the type of person that I am I need to be doing things that allow me to be impactful with people. I'm a justice warrior. I'm an advocate. And basically what I learned was if I'm doing something that does not lean to that direction, I'm going to feel like I'm being zapped of energy. Mm. And it's like, as an extroverted person, I, I get energy. When you're saying, well, how did you feel seeing all those people? I felt love. I felt supported and I drew from that, like, yes, these people are here. Let's give them a show per se. But for the introvert, it would have been like, oh my God, all these people, this is draining. I have friends that are introverted, introverts, and they say it drains them to have to like talk to a whole bunch of people, engage with a lot of people. And I'm the exact opposite. The more, the merrier. Like, I want to hear your story. I want to know what your life is like. I want to hear about your experiences. And so when I can be that person that gets to enjoy that, I think I bring the best version of myself. And not just me. I think everyone brings the best version of themselves when they're able to be their authentic selves. So true. So true. Wow. Yeah. You really spoke to me tonight, um, today. Um, before we go, can you tell folks where and how they can purchase your CD? Absolutely. Yeah. So we are available on all streaming. Um, uh, what do you call them? What are they called? Platforms. Platforms. Um, I probably should have had a cup of coffee. Shoot. Um, <laughs> we are... <laughs> We are available on all streaming platforms. So that's your Spotify, your Apple Music, wherever you can stream, YouTube, um, all of those places. If you have those streaming accounts and you can um, obviously download the album, you can, if you're old school and your car still has um, 
a CD player, not that your car is old, but you know, some people still have CDs. If you want a CD player or want a CD, you could always um, message me on the good old Facebook and I can ship one to you. And yeah, I think that's it. Those are most of the places where you can get it. Okay. And her CD is called Two for the Price of One. That's two T-W-O for the price of one, the number one. Um, and when can we look forward to an official launch of God Adventures? So technically, God Adventures launched um, last month in January. Okay. I went on my first hike. Um, I, I can't remember the exact date, but it was, I think, the third Saturday in January. And I did a simple hike, something I've done before. I went to Crowder's Mountain. This upcoming Saturday, um, which is going to be the 18th, I think, 17th, 18th, whatever this, no, the 18th, um, I will be going to South Mountain State Park, and I'm going to be hiking the High Shoals Falls Trail. Um, This is a moderate to strenuous hike. Um, I think it is dog friendly, but it does get a little intense towards the end. And the reward for getting to the end is a beautiful, beautiful, I think it's about an 80 feet, um, 80 foot waterfall. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And then you said this is going to be once a month, every third Saturday. Yeah. I planned it out to try to make it every third Saturday. Um, I think there are a couple of months where it can't be, but um, if anyone's interested, um, they can, again, just, instant message me and I'll give them the dates that are planned so they can kind of, you know, govern themselves accordingly, as we say in the church with the announcements. Okay. Well, sweet. Thank you for being my guest today. Before we go, is there anything you want uh, the audience to know? Um, Well, yes. First, I want to say thank you. I'm so totally honored that you chose to have me be your guest. Thank you so much. I meant to say that in the beginning. And I think secondly, I would just encourage everyone to be intentional about taking time to disconnect. Um, We definitely live in an age where we're very busy. Um, There's so many demands from work to family to you know, all the things that are taking place in our environments, COVID, you know, the world, everything. And um, I think it's important that, you know, we take those times to disconnect from social media, disconnect from everything around us and really be still and know. Um, And so however you choose to do that, whether that's just taking time to listen to your favorite song, whether that's taking time to go to a park and just sit in silence um, and, or whether that's taking a hike, take the time to disconnect yourself from um, the machine that we're kind of all caught in. Mm-hmm. And I think that in doing that, you'll find that it's refreshing. You'll find that your creativity will be sparked and you'll find that you'll be at peace during those moments. Awesome. Well said. Once again, thank you. And before we go, I also want to 
remind all my Charlotte, North Carolina ladies, don't forget to purchase your tickets for the annual Oz Reset Brunch, which is going to be on March 19th. Um, The link for the uh, tickets will be on www.naturalandting.com or you can check the link in my bio. So once again, I want to thank you Latricia Sweet Peak for being my thank guest you. today. And thank you I, for having me. Awesome. And I just want to make sure everyone has an awesome day. Thank you. Bye.